0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
1: What will the Arizona Cardinals do without DeAndre Hopkins for a large portion of the season? The Heat got an important win in Game 1 over the Sixers. And the New Orleans Saints have become a playoff caliber team this offseason. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
2: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's
0: start with the biggest story.
1: Locked on Cardinals host Alex Clancy was looking forward to a quiet offseason of maybe some golf, maybe some relaxation. And what he got instead has been an absolutely bonkers Cardinals offseason that now comes with a DeAndre Hopkins suspension for six games for performance-enhancing drugs, a violation, of course, of the CBA policy. Alex, this is just more in what has been one of the most dramatic off seasons we've seen in Phoenix in a long time. H- how do you how do you even process what is going on in Arizona right now? It's a mess.
3: Yeah, it's it, I'm in a glass cage of emotion for sure. Like I don't, I honestly like so. There's so many different ways that need to be looked at at the same time, so many different just avenues, angles that need to be looked at. The draft, was it good enough? Oh, at least you know DeAndre Hopkins. They've got their group of wide receivers that they're going to be able to ride through 2022 with and then a new tight end, Zach Ertz, et cetera, Kyler Murray going into a contract year. But wait, not so fast. We're now back midway through the 2021 season where we don't know who the wide receiver one is going to be for the Arizona Cardinals for the first third of the season.
1: Well, presumably it's going to be Hollywood Brown, who is the guy that they just gave up a first round pick for because he's friends with Kyler Murray. (laughs) Uh, The jokes about the size of the uh, skill position players for the Cardinals are going to come up between Kyler and Rondell Moore and Hollywood Brown. What, What do you think he can give them to backfill DeAndre Hopkins, who we know is one of the best receivers in the league? There's no replacing him. But how do they have to change this offense to cater to having him take a more lead role than he otherwise would have to?
3: Yeah, no, it's a good question. And and Hollywood Brown, I say it's somewhat in jest because he's played in a run first, defense first scheme since he's come into the league with Baltimore. This is not that. This is, you know, guns wield in Texas Tech. Let's throw it down the field and see what happens. What he's going to bring that DeAndre Hopkins doesn't is speed. And that's obvious. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is one of the slower wide receiver ones in the league and always has been. He's able to get to his spots, but not in the way that others do. I just don't know what this offense is going to look like. You know you're going to have A.J. Green on the outside. Are they going to put Hollywood Brown on the outside the majority of the time? Is he going to play in the slot somewhat and kind of disrupt the uh, opposing defenses that way? Are they going to focus on the tight ends, running two tight end wide receiver sets with Trey McBride and, and – uh and uh, Zach Ertz. I mean, to answer your question succinctly, you're going to set him up at the X, you'd think, and see what happens. And Kyler Murray loves throwing the ball down the field. It's just going to be a matter of, is this offensive line that was porous on the inside that I've been screaming about to you and everybody else for a long time, is it going to be able to hold up for that extra two or three seconds to get Hollywood Brown down the field where DeAndre Hopkins didn't have to get?
1: This, This certainly does not help any of the angst that Cardinals fans are feeling, but ultimately this, this six game, we're talking about six games. This is not going to have a material impact on what's going on with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals when it comes to a contract extension,
4: is it?
3: No, you'd think not. I mean, the only thing that this could have a material impact on is if this is the last year Deandre Hopkins plays as an Arizona Cardinal, because he has a $30.8 million cap hit 18, which 18 million of which I believe is dead regardless So unless they restructure and he retires as an Arizona Cardinal or close to it, this could very well be the last 11 games of his career when he comes back. And what we're going to see is nine days from now, when the schedule comes out, Peter Bukowski, that's going to be the true test. Do they need to add another wide receiver? That's material. If they play some of the AFC West teams in the first six weeks, if they play the 49ers on the road, if they play Tampa Bay, like, we we don't know what the first 6 weeks are going to bring so it's really not equal regardless of who they play if they play a murderers role early on they're going to have to maybe add a wide receiver piece so that's another material impact that could happen because of the suspension
1: thanks for making locked on today your first listen don't forget to check out locked on nfl's reaction to the nfl draft get our local and national hosts take on all the prospects how teams approach the draft and most importantly who won the draft that's Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft, and your favorite NFL team's Locked On show. The Locked On NFL Podcast Network has you covered with all things NFL. Coming up, the Miami Heat took a big step on Monday. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Here are a couple of notable baseball lines for Tuesday night. It's the battle for Chicago at Wrigley Field as Drew Smiley takes the mound for the Cubs against Michael Kopak and the White Sox. Bet Online likes the Southsiders on the money line at minus 144. Brandon Woodruff and the Brewers are heavy favorites at home against the Reds. Bet Online has their money line at minus 260. That is a monster line for a regular season baseball game. Plus, it's one of the most contentious rivalries in all of baseball. The Giants and the Dodgers facing off in L.A. The money line has L.A. favored minus 135. Bet online where the game starts.
0: Now, here's what you
5: need to be locked on today.
1: The Phoenix Suns and Dallas Mavericks got the other Western Conference semifinal off with a bang.
5: The Phoenix Suns take game one of round two against the Dallas Mavericks here at the footprint center. Just saw a dejected Mavs team head down to the locker room. A very bizarre ending, but really a game the Suns controlled from start to finish. They led the whole time. They didn't even need Chris Paul to crack 30 minutes. They got a lot from DeAndre Ayton as a scorer, taking advantage of the Mavs lack of size and despite Luka Doncic doing a lot in terms of production not the most efficient night the Mavs did not make a ton of shots and Jalen Brunson who was the star of round one for Dallas doesn't step up so this was about a B plus intensity game from the Suns it wasn't even their best they didn't even give everybody the full closeout game type of minutes this felt like a game one level from the Suns and yet they really handled it just without too too much not to say adjustments won't come not to say this series doesn't have a long way to go but for at least one night the suns feel very very comfortable
1: the boston bruins couldn't have picked a worse way to begin their series with the carolina hurricanes the boston bruins appear to still have a lot of
6: work to do in order to measure up with the carolina hurricanes after losing game one of their first round series by a score of five to one this is ian mclaren host of locked on boston bruins and the story for Boston again was just a completely abysmal power play and a lack of scoring top to bottom. Uh, only Taylor Hall really uh, was able to break through in this one. He scored to make it 2-1. Hit the post uh, shortly thereafter. The Bruins failed to tie the game and then the Hurricanes scored three straight to seal game one. Uh, Bruins went over on the power play, continues to struggle. And Brad Marchand continues to struggle as well with only one goal in his past 14 games, that being an empty netter near the end of the regular season. Might be some adjustments made to the lineup ahead of game two.
1: Glabar Torres single-handedly defeated the Toronto Blue Jays. Hmm. Well, sort of.
0: Happy Glaber Day. I'm Stacy Gotsoulias, the host of Lockdown Yankees, and Glaber Torres beat the Toronto Blue Jays 3-2 up in Rogers Center in Toronto. Okay, so the Yankees beat them 3-2, but he drove in all three runs, two on a home run and one on a very clutch, dare I say clutch, RBI single in the ninth inning to give the Yankees the lead that they kept, thanks to Chad Green getting the save. Jordan Montgomery, five innings of work. The Yankees only scored two runs for him, but to be fair, they scored those two runs and then he gave up two runs right away. The only two runs he gave up, but still. It's just one of those things I don't know poor Jordan Montgomery but he didn't give up a walk which is always good and he struck out five so he's he's a good pitcher he's he's gonna he's gonna get a win at some point it just didn't happen tonight but the Yankees overall got a win and that's the most important thing so 10 wins in a row best record in baseball they get the first win in Toronto which is always a good thing and who are they facing next Alec Manoa go look at his stats for this year He's scary.
1: Hmm. And the Diamondbacks survived to snap a Marlins seven-game win streak.
2: The D-backs snapped the Marlins seven-game win streak by barely escaping game one with a 5-4 win. Miller Thomas a block on diebacks here. The story of this game was Zach Allen versus Jazz Chisholm because the two were traded for each other a couple years ago. Zach Allen had a fantastic start, 6.1 innings pitch, two earned runs, but... The two earned runs was Zach Allen's fault, but the bullpen were the ones that gave them up because when Noah Ramirez came into the game, Jazz Chisholm was at the plate and he hit a two-run double. And then when Jesus Aguilar hit a little infield single to the left side, Jazz Chisholm went from second base to home and scored a run. An incredible feat of athleticism by him. The story of this game was those two players, but the D-backs were fortunate to come out on top with a victory. The D-backs' bullpen was barely able to escape the seventh inning, and then Ian Kennedy was able to shut it down in the ninth. A great way to start off this series against the Miami Marlins because the D-backs lost the first game of the series against the L.A. Dodgers and the St. Louis Cardinals, so great to see the D-backs start off this series with a Game 1 victory
0: is another story you need to know the Miami Heat take
1: game one against the Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference semifinals 106 92 joining me now from locked on heat Wes Goldberg and Wes without Joel Embiid who's dealing with an orbital bone fracture injury and we don't really know when he's going to be back we certainly don't know when he's going to be back looking like the Joel Embiid who was an MVP candidate for most of the season what can you really conclude from this game one?
6: Yeah. Well, going into the, ce- the, the series, I was gonna I said that the Philadelphia 76ers are in big trouble without Joel Embiid. And after game one, I, that's still the take. Just, just put it in bold and highlight it and underline <laughs> it. I mean, that's, it's just reinforced the fact that they are in serious trouble without Joel Embiid. I understand that, uh, obviously, Joel Embiid, MVP candidate, great defender, everything he does on the offensive end. Like, all of that stuff we knew, we just saw it tonight, right? Like, Philadelphia had a hard time point, uh, uh, scoring points consistently. And defensively, they just had so many breakdowns that aren't necessarily rare for Philly, but breakdowns that Joel Embiid usually is able to cover up for in the paint. And Miami had their way in the paint tonight. Uh, it wasn't even the best heat game, but it was a really tough Philly performance without their main dude.
1: You know, what's interesting is if you look at just the box score from the game, the team stats, they're not all that different in terms of shooting percentage. The Heat out-rebounded Philadelphia by 10, but the assists are about the same, the turnovers are about the same, fast break points are about the same, points in the paint are about the same. What was ultimately the difference in terms of what we saw on the court?
6: Well... The Heat had 11 turnovers in the game. Ten of those were in the first half. Only one of those uh, were early in the third quarter. So basically what you saw is the Heat a little disjointed in the first half offensively. And then they got it together in the second half. And you could you can kind of give credit to a lot of different places. I'll choose to give a lot of credit to Tyler Hero here. Because mm-hmm. I, I felt like the Heat just needed somebody with Kyle Lowry out um, to initiate offense in a way that made things happen. And we saw Tyler Hero driving into the paint kicking out to teammates, making things happen with his three-point shot. He basically broke Philly's zone that they kind of threw the heat off with a little bit in the first half. Um, And Tyler Hero just sort of forced the issue offensively, and they needed somebody to do that tonight, and that was very much Tyler Hero. And Bam just creating all that space without Joel Embiid in the middle, using all that space and just creating offense with his vertical threat, um, getting into that area and just kind of getting to whatever shot he wanted. Uh, He finished with 24 points tonight. Um, so big game from Tyler and from bam, Miami's two young guys. Um, that's probably what changed the game for them in that third quarter.
1: Yeah. If you're a heat fan, you're probably going, okay, you didn't have Joel Embiid, but Jimmy Butler goes five for 16, one of four from three, 15 points and the heat cruised. So it's one of those things where if Joel Embiid had played in this game or is going to play in, in this series, how do you think? He changes the matchups based on what we saw, at least in this small sample size from Game One.
6: Well, I mean, he gives you that interior presence, and all of a sudden, everything clicks into place for Philly defensively. Uh, they don't have to rely on the zone so much, so they're able to play up on guys, man to man, on the perimeter, and so maybe Tyler Hero's not going off uh, from for four for six from three point range and things like that. But again, it was not a great three-point shooting night for Miami, right? Overall, they only shot 25%, nine for 36. It was really only Tyler that was getting it done from out there. So I expect better offensive performances from Miami. They were the best three-point shooting team by percentage in the regular season. This was an anomaly, not you know something that we can expect from them on a regular basis. But yeah, obviously having Embiid would change things. I think the big question for Philly is even if he does come back and change things, is it a little... Is it too little, too late for them at that point?
1: Coming up, adding Tyron Matthew just made the New Orleans Saints an interesting player for the NFC. Today's take is next. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players, and now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new daily fantasy over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the daily fantasy over under. So, in basketball, you could pick points or rebounds. Hits, strikeouts, and baseball, if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times your entry. You're not finding those odds at any other site that offers bets like these. And what I love about Sleeper is they'll let you play this Daily Fantasy over under game, and then you can join your friends contests, and you can play together, and you can rag on each other and make fun of each other for what they're doing. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new daily fantasy over-under game. Have fun with your friends and win. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON today and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100 again. Download Sleeper, then use promo code LOCKEDON today when you deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with prices prices that are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. right Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Ross Jackson on Locked On Saints sees the signing of Tyron Matthew as a signal from New Orleans to the NFC
4: that they are coming for the crown. Tyron Matthew honey badger watch it's over ladies and gentlemen it's over ladies and gentlemen Tyron matthew expected to be a new orleans saint now the deal is not official at this time but it is expected to be finalized over the next coming days and this signing makes the new orleans saints a playoff if not a potential championship contender all right but it does make them a playoff contender right okay let's hedge it a little bit let's not get too excited But I am excited. I love this signing for the New Orleans Saints. I think this is an absolute home run for them. Their roster going into 2022 is better than their roster going into 2021. And the NFC Conference going into 2022 is worse than it was going into 2021. So those two things work in the New Orleans Saints' favor. They are absolutely a playoff contender at this time. And they get not only somebody in Tyron Matthew that's going to be able to come in and produce on the field. Three-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro, all of that. But he's also going to be somebody that's going to be an emotional leader for this team. He makes this team better before they even hit the field.
1: Here's the problem for the Saints. They do not have Sean Payton. They do not have Drew Brees. These were the stalwarts that allowed them to continually compete in the NFC over the last few seasons. Dennis Allen is a terrific coach. He's one of the best defensive minds in football, and this is a defensive roster loaded for Bear. They are going to continue to give teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all kinds of problems, but when it comes to scoring, they do not have the horses yet. Until we see Chris Olave prove it, I'm going to have questions about how explosive this offense can be, especially with the questions we now have facing Alvin Kamara and his availability for the 2022 season. What's more, Tyron Matthew was not the guy that he was just a few years ago who consistently and constantly made explosive plays for a defense. Could he come in and be really useful for the New Orleans defense? I think that's possible. But he also has some redundancies with a player like C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And... He isn't the deep safety that Marcus Williams was. So I don't see this as the New Orleans Saints getting better than they were last year. I think it's getting better than they were five minutes ago, two days ago. But they are not ready to compete with the big boys in the NFC because they don't have Tom Brady. They don't have Aaron Rodgers. They don't have even Matthew Stafford to compete in this mix, in the NFC. They don't have Dak Prescott. They don't have the offensive horses. And I think there's a decent chance that Dennis Allen, becoming the head coach, actually detracts from his ability to maximize this defense as he takes on all the other responsibilities a head coach has. I love Ross, but I don't love this New Orleans Saints team in 2022. And finally, there's optimism Philadelphia 76ers star Joel Embiid could return as soon as Game three or four of the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Miami Heat. According to reports by ESPN, Embiid will not travel for games one and two because of an orbital bone fracture and concussion, but a reevaluation on Wednesday could clear the way for his return when the series shifts to Philadelphia on Friday. The Sixers need Embiid if they have any hope to move past the Heat in the Eastern Conference finals. I just don't see it as particularly likely. That is a serious injury. It's going to be tough for Joel Embiid. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Now go make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Rocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Coming up tomorrow, can the Celtics draw even with the Bucks? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.